Hello, and welcome again to another fabulous episode of Teaching Restored, where we help gospel teachers teach in such a way that they are able to bring the Spirit in and lead others to Christ. And so we talk about the how. I'm Kevin Jones. I'm Julie Hilliard. And today we're going to be talking, I don't know that we're really going to learn anything new today. Today isn't a like a, here's a new concept. I think this concept is within all of us, Julie, and we just kind of have to bring it out a little bit more. So okay, that was not the most like, oh, oh, I bet you can't wait now to listen. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to teach you anything yeah. new today. Bye. This is going to be a downer. This is going to be a downer, right? <laughs> no. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I have to do this to myself. I have to remind myself about this every now and then when I, when I teach. And well, let's get into it. I think you'll understand. Okay, here we go. So I asked you a question in preparation for this because as you, as you told me, this isn't, wasn't the easiest question to answer. So I want you to think of a time and tell us about a time when you were in a, it could be a class, it could be a discussion, it could be a presentation or something like that where the spirit was just there and it was powerful. It was, wow, that was incredible kind of a teaching. Give us an example. Okay. I remember who was teaching. I remember where I was sitting. I remember all the things about it. But it's interesting because when you said that, I'm like, I wonder if everybody else felt the same way. Or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it was just because I was being hit with the spirit or because everyone was like, universally, this was the most amazing. I think it probably was because it was pretty awesome. And it was a class on the temple and specifically about mm. symbolism as it reclaims. Uh, let me try that again, as it relates, as it relates to temple clothing. Okay. And um, it was taught by a woman named Heather Norton, who I have so much admiration and respect for both as a teacher and a human being. So I know her. And as she taught, I felt like I was learning so much. She was clear in how she explained it. She was passionate about the topic. She kind of led us on a journey with the topic. It was building upon itself. She had illustrations that made it feel more relatable. It was really a powerful lesson for me. And it was powerful because I then could take everything she talked about into my temple worship, which means into my daily life in addition to my temple worship, because part of it had to do with sacred clothing. So That's great. It was awesome. thank you. I think if I remember correctly, this was a few years ago. I think my wife was there as well. And she came back and said, oh, my goodness, that was incredible. So I don't think you're alone. But we, you know, it's amazing. So I she moved and I now teach that class. And so it's for the seniors. They do this temple night and they have yeah. me teach others part. So I remember just being like, oh, this is so amazing. And then she called me up and she's like, can you sub for me? And then she moved. And so now I am teaching that now subject too. like but it's and i remember though that first time i wonder if kelly was there at that first time or if she was there at one of the others oh so so good that's great okay so tell me what made it so good why is it what, yeah. what was there a special sauce that's a great question a couple things that come to mind one is that she loved the subject Okay. Another one is that it 
it felt it felt important like it was a very important topic um and she made something that sometimes is like a little bit like ethereal if you will or mm -hmm. not often discussed mm -hmm. talk like discussable is that a word it is now okay um and it was deeply like deeply spiritual i gosh kevin that's a really hard question to answer what was the special sauce i'm going to keep thinking about it as you keep teaching okay good yeah because i would love to know that i'm always looking for the special sauce what is right. what is it that makes it powerful now so i want to read something out of Teaching in the Savior's Way. This is page 20 under the heading, Teach the Doctrine. So it says, it just a couple sentences in here. It says, regardless of how experienced you are as a teacher, which would mean mm, all of us. Right. From beginner to someone who has been doing it for 50 years, it doesn't matter. It says, regardless of how experienced you are as a teacher, you can teach with power as the savior did by teaching the father's doctrine now the part that stuck out to me was you can teach with power i have a feeling that and and i i have this feeling because i know i do it sometimes i may go into a lesson or into a discussion where i'm going to be teaching and i think okay I, Here's the subject we need to get across. Here's what we need to think. Here's the scriptures we need to read, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Without realizing that, no, stupid, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> every, every learning experience can be taught with power, not just, oh, here it is, go learn this. Da, 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 da. It's, it can be powerful. And if that's true, why can't I make all teaching experiences? be powerful what's holding me back from doing that then it continues on it says you and those you teach will marvel at the blessings god sends when your teaching and learning are grounded in his word and when and and i think i saw some of this julie when you were when you're explaining your experience with heather and and the temple and uh, temple clothing. Um, the word marvel jumped out at me mm. that, that during those times we marvel, we go, wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. And it's not just how they taught, although that can help it's all it's, but what was taught and the spirit, what is the spirit saying to me that, and it's the spirit that makes us marvel that I don't know if I can explain that anymore, but it, I, I wish that every time I taught, it could be taught with that level of wow in it. Now, I saw you writing down notes there. Anything you want to share? Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to understand, or I'm thinking about, well, what do you mean by power? Like, so what does it mean to teach? Like, I'm thinking, what does power mean? What is powerful? Right. Good. Right. And I'm also thinking in my mind, if we have that as a goal, are we trying to manipulate people's emotions? Like, I'm not going to do it in a powerful way and then I'm going to, uh, is it is it a show when you say power? So I'm kind of pushing a little bit, right? Good. And another thing that it also made me think about, 
is when you, I wrote this down that said his word is power because you were talking about in the second quote that you read teaching from the scriptures. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe part of teaching with power means that we're teaching the right thing in the right way. And so I'm trying to kind of process what you mean by power. Okay. I'm glad you asked that. When I mean power and have it be powerful every time, I fully recognize that, like you said before, not everyone may walk away thinking, wow, that was incredible. That was, wow. And, and, and in no way is it, wow, is he or she an awesome teacher? There is no, when, I think when we teach with power, there is no semblance of that at all. There's no feeling of the actual messenger, yes. but it's, it's a wonder. I was going to say wonderment. Is that a word too? I've already been making up words. Okay. <laughs> so it's a wonderment that, that you, of, of a feeling where you think, you know what? That was so powerful. I understand the gospel more. I understand God more. I understand Jesus Christ more because of that. And that's where the learners focus. In. And in fact, that's probably where the teachers focus is as well. That, wow, that was incredible. And I learned more about something about the gospel or Jesus Christ or Heavenly Father. Right. Okay. So when you said what you just said right now, part of what happened to me in that class, remember I mentioned that I went on to teach it. That wasn't because I was bragging. It means that like I came to want to understand it so much better yeah. and was asking questions and was seeking and was <laughs> digging. And then it has done more to me to actually prepare for that than I think it's ever done to anybody that came and sat in the class. And Heather, I guarantee you would say the exact same thing. I heard her teach that when I was thinking of times that that power has been there, I thought of another time and I was like, oh wait, it was her on a similar topic. It has nothing to do with her. She would take herself out of the equation happily. Yeah. The issue is that it was, she builds things in such a way that it is absolutely rooted in doctrine. She testifies in a way that is relatable and human and not like froofy, fluffy, blah, 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 or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's so How do you relatable. spell that? Uh, I can, I'll try later. Okay. And then the other thing is, it just came to my brain is that I feel connected to her when she teaches. And I think, so you said, it's not about the person that's teaching at all. So I'm like, why do I feel connected? And then I'm like, no, it's because it's about unity. There you go. Yeah. That's and exactly so, the word. When you said that, the, that, that word came to mind immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. not about the person. It's about the unity of everyone there. Yeah. And learning together, like the yes. teachers with you. Right. That's I think the most powerful times are when the teacher is having aha moments, both as they're preparing mm -hmm. and as they're doing, because it's so organic and it's so unifying. Agreed. Now, you are just playing into my hands perfectly because <laughs> everything that you everything that you said, I'm like, yeah, well, wow, okay, yep, done, yep. That you're you're leading straight into this. This is perfect. So there's another quote on page 21 at the very okay. top, top left. It says, and it's pretty much what you said. You too can seek to learn true doctrine more deeply before you teach it. And I think there's a key. And we've talked about this in a, in, in a past episode, maybe two or three ago, where 
the deeper that we as teachers can dive into the subject and understand it on a spiritual level, not just on a what scripture's next level or what's my uh, what's my what's my next object lesson level, but really understand it on a spiritual level. The more those whom we teach can get to that level as well. It's almost yeah. it's almost like it, it it's it's very cliche. You can't help someone rise above where you are. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're standing, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I can try to push them up, but that's not going to work very well. But you know, you can help. The boosting visual. Right. 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 Pulling someone up, though, but great. So, so there are a couple scriptures that I want to read. Do you have your phone with you? Okay, very good. My actual combination sitting here. Nice, nice. So, and, and actually, as we're gonna, it, we're gonna go to Helaman chapter three. Okay. Um, and as you do, when I was thinking about this, about times when. It was powerful for me listening to others. And, and I was trying to think of commonalities in that. What came to my mind, and this isn't true for everyone, what came to my mind though is that someone dove into the scriptures. Yeah. They they like had the book or the phone or whatever, right? They had it there in front of them and they say, let's all read this together. The whole unity thing, right? Let's all read this together and learn and understand and start asking questions about it and diving in and you see a new perspective of that verse that you had never seen before and it's, hmm, wow. So then I started to think of how can I do that more? So let's read verse 29 and 30. Let's do that. Um, Read, actually it's not, it's not gonna be the same on your phone, but let me, let me start to read this. It says, yea, we see that whosoever will. Julie, what do you think that means? Whosoever will. Willingness, like open to it. Okay, yeah, good. Whoever's open to it, whoever wants it, I mean, and even desires that, right? So if if you desire this, if you're open to it, you may, then it says, may lay hold upon the word of God, which is quick and powerful. Okay, we've heard this in other scriptures before, right? It's in, in, in Hebrews, it talks about, and in Doctrine and Covenants, it talks about the word being quick and powerful, like a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I love the imagery here, though. He says, whoever wants to may lay hold, I'm thinking about grabbing the hilt, right? Mm-hmm. May lay hold on the word of God, which is quick and powerful. So this whole thing of quick and powerful in the, in the past has always made me stop and and I kind of just skip over it in a way. But what yeah. what do you think quick means? How can the word of God be quick? Okay, I literally was just having that question in my mind. I'm like, what does quick mean in this case? Is there a cross reference? I haven't looked. Yeah. 29, look. If you could, yeah. actually, what I did, is the cross ref- reference is Hebrews 4.12. And okay. then I went on that app that showed me the Greek. What is, what and is that? Sharper than any two-edged sword piercing him in the door. The Bible Hub app. Yeah, and, yep, yep. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me, did you find something there? Cause I'll, I'll tell you what thought comes to my mind. Please. Nothing clarifies faster than truth. Mm. And so I'm thinking of That's like great. your understanding being quickened, like they use the word quick when mm -hmm. it talks about understanding, which I think is kind of like, it kind of comes up to speed. Like yes. when I say, if your understanding is like you're brought up to speed. Yeah. And so if it's, quick i think that the word of god being quick has to do with that like it brings clarity like you can understand faster and kind of come up to speed faster than anything when it's truth like when it's the word of god i don't know I, if that i had never thought of that before i love that and i think it i think it's absolutely true i i love that <laughs> i would have to think about that more that's good I think about it more too because it just came into my head well done i like that okay so that that does go along with what i found on the greek end of things yeah. the greek word for quick here is <laughs> and spelled in english because i can't read the actual greek greek itself but spelled in english it's something it looks like energy Okay. And then it's translated that down there as active. Mm. Isn't that interesting? So like for the word of God is active? Is active. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? I like that. Me too. Okay. So what, so, what does that tell you? What, or to you, what does that tell you? So instantly I started thinking of active versus passive. Okay. Okay, Good. so I, th I think about that. I also think it tells me that you got to do something with it for right. it to have effect, right? Good. And I think that it goes back to that idea of to know and not to do is really not to know. Mm -hmm. If it's our understanding, so to speak, and we do nothing with it, it's null and void. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Versus if it's active, means we're doing something with it when we understand it. Good. I love this. I love this. So the word of God is active. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Right. And for it to be active, you've got to do something with it. Right. Right. But, okay, I'm going to take a step away from that a little bit because sometimes in, in, a, in a class when we're trying to teach spiritual things, I, 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 it's, it's kind of, oh boy, I'm trying to do this very carefully and say, and say this in a, in a very, kind way and not be too whatever be, be unkind for just a minute that will help you backpedal out of it okay okay thank you Process. thank you thank you for that permission i appreciate that so <laughs> sometimes i see sometimes i see where where someone might teach and honestly i fall into this every now and then as well but you were where you might teach and the scriptures almost never come into it or the or yeah. the words of the prophets never come into it and you're like it, might, it may be a great lesson, great, wonderful, wonderful, but it wasn't that powerful. And every single time that I have, that I can think of where the, where the lesson or the discussion or whatever was powerful, we were in and or at, was least rooted in the scriptures or what the prophets and apostles have said. Okay, so... It's interesting that you say that because I'm literally running it as you're saying it through the filter in my mind of the other times that it was a powerful experience to me. And when you said earlier 
the most powerful ones have been when somebody's really kind of taken a dive, a deeper dive into a scripture. It brought to mind some of these other really powerful ones. The one that Heather did was all about the scriptures in Genesis and then jumping over to the old, I mean, lots of Old Testament stuff, right? And I understood it on such a better level. And then this other one that I'm thinking of is this story with Peter and it was at a state conference and my friend Kristen Britton was speaking and I actually wrote her the other day and I'm like, I need your notes from that talk five years ago. And she's like, what the what? I'm like, I still have them. But I remember it, it was five years ago and it's still, I had aha moments a hundred percent of them have been when we're in the scriptures. I hmm. totally think that's true. Isn't that interesting? Oh my gosh, do I sometimes? How much do I use the scriptures? Oh no. Right. I use them all the time, I think, but now I'm like getting nervous that maybe I'm like not using them. I've been through I went I went through the exact same thought process as I was preparing this as you are right now. Yes. Exactly. Ah, that's uh-huh. humbling. Yeah, it is humbling, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. And, and I, I still, I love the imagery of this because he's saying that the word of God is like, basically he's comparing it to a sword. He doesn't say the word sword in there, but, um, as you know, Hebrews does, but think about this, which is quick and powerful, which shall divide asunder all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil. Like you said, and going back to quick being a corollary to um, clarity, I can absolutely see that. And 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 when it talks about dividing asunder the cunning of the snares of the wild of the devil, it's it's taking that and saying that is gone, or you can discern it very clearly because of the word of God. Okay, you know what phrase is coming to my mind? Hmm. It cuts the crap. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. It cuts through it. And you're right. Absolutely. Sorry. Don't don't be sorry. I don't think that's a bad word. Okay, but it's like, a dirty word. But whatever. Not a bad word. Okay. Just, you know, <laughs> okay. So when when we use the word of God like that, and it's quick and powerful, and it cuts through the crap. Right. It cuts through all the worldly stuff and makes us realize this is important or and and what's not important or this is of God or whatever it may be in that respect. What does it do? It says and lead the man of Christ in a straight and narrow course across that everlasting gulf of misery, which is prepared to engulf the wicked. It leads us straight across that. Now that starts to make me think of temple initiatory, washing and anointing. Mm. Um, and I'm just gonna leave that there for for you to think about later. But let me let me throw one other thing in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say it leads you around or helps you avoid. Right. Like do you know what I mean? Through. It yeah, across it's the straight and narrow course across. Yes. Yeah, and I and I noticed that uh, when I was preparing for this as well, it's and I have almost the same imagery. I thought of it. I thought of a bridge. Really, the junk is down below, and this bridge is going straight over, and we're not even bothered by it. It's not even a thing. It is. It is playing its own game down there. I'm up here, and to use another story, I cannot come down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Right. Love, 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 love. Okay. Now, would you read verse 30? Let's, and I'm going to stop you in the middle as I, as I do. And I apologize. And land their souls. Stop. The imagery of that still and land. What does that bring to your mind? What, what kind of thoughts does that bring to you and land their souls? I thought of aliens like landing on earth. That's what I really thought of. I'll okay. be honest. Okay. So land their souls. I think of becoming like rooted in something like becoming like grounded. Great. I love that. Yeah. That's what good. Do you think? I hadn't quite that- have thought of that before. I thought um, the, the thing that that made me think of was land is, is, is that it's, it, that it's going to happen. And I don't know that anyone else would ever think of this and I don't know why, but that will land their souls. It's not like, yeah, we may get close or, hmm, you know, it's a, it's a possibility, but no, it will land their souls. Now that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, hadn't thought of this before either, but go to, um, uh, you don't have to, but real quickly, Helaman 5, verse 12, one of my favorite scriptures overall. It says, I'm just going to read it real quickly. And now my sons, remember, remember, it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation. And then it talks about the, the devil sending forth his mighty winds and everything getting bad. Then it says, um, they will not, for, it says, let's see here. If you build on that, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. It doesn't say they might not fall. It doesn't say it's really, it's a really good possibility that they may not fall. It says they cannot. Say that again. They're probably going to make it if they. Right. Right. Yeah. Security. I feel that same way with the land. That's, that's how I feel about it. I don't know that anyone else would interpret it that way, but that's how I feel will land their souls no it will the word of god will land their souls well and look at as it goes on right so we're talking about the word of god and either interpretation of landing like mine being kind of rooted yeah something right like becoming solidly placed Mm -hmm. and it's where at the right hand of god in the kingdom of heaven like you are going to be solid there Mm-hmm. Or you are going, it's a, it's an absolute, it's not a, maybe probably you have a good chance. Right. Or either interpretation. I, yeah, like I, they, they go together. I, yeah. yeah, they do. And then read the last five words of that verse. Um, to go no more out. That, that, that lends to your being rooted yeah. right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you're not going to get whisked away again. You don't have to worry about being kidnapped from there. No. I love that. That is so good. Right. And so that is the power of scriptures. Now, another, another verse. Okay. This is awesome, by the way, because when we talk about, remember I said, what does it mean to teach powerfully or whatever? Part of what I hear you saying is it means to teach powerfully when you were using the scriptures the right way and really, really trying to, to dive into them together in unity. Right. I love that point. Okay, sorry. What's your next one? It is Alma 31 5. Okay. <laughs> and everyone knows the scripture. Everyone knows the scripture. You know what's so funny? Like, yes, but when you say the reference, I go, I have no idea. Oh, I know. <laughs> exactly. 
so bad at references. I do the same thing. And then when we start reading, we go, oh yeah, duh. I could pr pretty much quote it, you know. Like truly, nobody should ever feel bad if they don't have them at the edge of their brain ready to regurgitate at a moment's notice. Right. My husband sometimes beats himself up about that because he's a bishop and he's like, I just want to whip out the perfect scripture and I wish it was more on the tip of my tongue, but it's motivating him to study harder. It's just, you don't ever have to beat yourself up over that. That's no. not something to feel bad about. Thank you. That is absolutely true. Yes. Oops, okay. I'm here. I'm back. Alma 31.5. Would you read that? Yes. Were you waiting for me to read in that no. pause? No, 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 no. I was just going, I, sorry. I got lost in my own mind there for a moment. That's why there was a big pause there. I was like, is he, is he I'm right? like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. The silence doesn't bother me. It's all We're recording. I should probably say something. <laughs> it's all good. People all right. like that sometimes. Okay. And now as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that, which was just Yay. I'm just waiting to see if you're going to yep. stop me. It had had more powerful effect upon the minds stop. of the people. It had what? It had had. Had had. Double had. More powerful effect. More power. There we, the there we are with the power again. Right. Right. Okay. Right. But okay. this is an interesting thing. Had more powerful effect upon the minds of the people than the sword. Think about how terrified you are of somebody's coming at you with a sword about to stab you. Right. And this is more powerful in how it affects the mind mm. than, than all of that. Um, That's good. Or anything else which has Stop. happened to me. Or what? Anything else. Anything else? Anything. So the preaching of the word of God. Mm -hmm. of the scriptures of Latter-day prophets and apostles, right. right, has more of an effect than, forget the sword, than what? Anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. Even more than my object lesson? Oh, heck to the S. Even more <laughs> than, sorry, not to criticize your object lesson, but like I, some of mine are really dumb. And I try really hard on them, but even more powerful in effect than the podcast that you listen to in preparation. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even more than the cute little uh, thing I got off Instagram. Mm. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. or <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So. My my point is 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 not that object lessons or an Instagram post to, sh to share or whatever is wrong. It's not. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes we focus so much on those other things on, like it says, on or anything else. We're focused a lot on those anything else's rather than focusing on the Word of God because that is what is powerful. We we've got to get. We've got to get all these things right. We've got to get the tablecloth just right. We've got to get um, the doily. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back to. You did say doily? I did say doily. Oh my gosh, Kevin. And hey, tell me the last time that happened in Elder's Corn. Never. Are you so I'm thinking about Relief Society. Now? 
Stop talking to the Relief Society sisters. <laughs> I have never once brought decorations for the table. You have so. Well then, yeah. well, look at you now. But, 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 but think about the time you spend in preparation. Like if you were to divide it up into percentages, what percentage of time is spent looking for the perfect Instagram quote or the perfect whatever versus you actually in the scriptures trying to understand it better? Like I guilty. Right. Necessarily. Yeah. Yep. Like sometimes for me, I spend more time listening to podcasts about the topic than mm. I do actually in the scriptures myself. And part of that's because I can move around while I do it, but I always have to hold myself accountable for making sure I devote time to the scriptures. Like it's hard. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this, Julie. All right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not asking for a real number here. I'm not asking for a real number, but how many, how many minutes a day do we spend praying? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Right. It can be, it, obviously it's a very, 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 very small percentage of the full day that we go and do things and we're out and active, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, the, but the prayers themselves can be absolutely powerful in the same way that we don't have to spend all of our time totally in the scriptures preparing. We can prepare those object lessons. We can prepare those other things at the, the ice sculptures if you want to, right? <laughs> If, if you are that cool to be able to do that, fine. But, but we can't neglect it. And we can't make the object lesson the focus. We need to make the scriptures the focus. And we need, like you said earlier, we need to be so rooted in that scripture and understand it so deeply that like Heather Norton, like you mentioned, that she was so in and she was she was all bought in. She was passionate right. about it and she wanted everyone to, else to understand it. It's the same thing with us. If we're if we're focused on everyone understanding the object lesson, I think we may be misplacing our passion and maybe we need to focus that passion on you gotta understand this verse because it's mind blowing when you think about it. So it's not necessarily a percentage of time, like I was saying, because right. I actually Think, I, I think you're right on that. I For me, it was more of a self-check. But what I hear you saying is it's about where our investment is, like the level of investment. So it's not quantifiable as much as heartifiable. I, I, just made I like that one. Boy, we, make up some, we should make a vocabulary, a know, teaching restored vocabulary, vocabulary uh, a, a <laughs> dictionary. Scared. 90% of them are going to be making stuff up, me making stuff up, not you. You use real words. Uh, well, we'll find out as time goes on. No. So, okay. So with that, uh, Elder D. Todd Christofferson. This is on page 21, same page here. He says, the central purpose of all scriptures is to fill our souls with, a f with faith in God, the Father, and his Son, Jesus Christ. And that's the whole reason that we teach. The whole reason we teach is to fill the faith or fill, uh, fill our souls with faith in God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And what's the purpose of Scripture? It's to do exactly that. To land our souls. To land our souls. To make them rooted there, right? And make, and it's active and it's, and it's, and it's a part. And, it's, and when you said 
active versus passive earlier. I think a lot of teaching can be seen as passive. Elder Bednard talks about being an active versus passive participant in a lesson, right? Yeah. And, and that's absolutely true because I can sit there and just listen to it. I mean, how many times have I been passive, to be right. honest? And I'm right. like, yeah, great. I'll flip to that scripture. I'll raise my hand. I'll say something. But I'm still pretty passive in it. Mm-hmm. At, at, there are other times, however, when I am full in and mm-hmm. active and do it. I remember talking to one brother. Um, he, he was in sacrament meeting and, and he did this regularly. And he was on his phone the whole time. The, the entire time people could look at him and say what is a come on dude yeah who are you texting da, 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 da. he said and he told me and i i hadn't noticed that he was doing that um because i wasn't sitting up on the stand watching him or anything but right. he he told me that he does that and he's taking notes on exactly what is said and how he feels about it and questions that he should be asking and and he was he was all in it that way and i thought that's that's actually kind of cool Right. Well, because if he's going to write it for him, like everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. Putting it on a piece of paper for some people works, but honestly, he's more likely to access it if it's in his phone and hear other people maybe making judgy little right. whatever. Right? right. I mean, it's, but how fantastic. How yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So he was being an active part of sacrament meeting by doing that. And I right. thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. And, and I think the more we can help participants in a discussion in in a lesson or just one-on-one conversation as missionaries teaching the gospel to someone who doesn't understand the more we can dive into the scriptures themselves instead of making a scripture not the highlight but a passing oh i want to get to this other point so i'm going to read the scripture real way and get get onto something else Mm -hmm. if we can do that more it's going to be more powerful because the spirit's going to come in and teach it and bring us closer to our father in heaven and to Christ through faith, all of that. All of it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that as I've studied this more, that I, when I teach, that I'm going to be a more powerful teacher and that I'm going to remember that really every time can be powerful. Not that every time will, because there will be interruptions. There are distractions. Like we had that episode. What happens? You know, (laughs) how do we deal with uh, those who derail or, you know, or distract or just circumstances distract? Sometimes you're in a in a in a space that is really, really difficult. I mean, we in our ward, we've switched around. Should we be in the third overflow or should we be up? you know, in the choir seats or should we be in the chapel pews or should we be in a small room that's cramped altogether? I mean, so many things like that can make a big difference. But I think that as we dive into the scriptures to this level, that all teaching can be powerful. Right. Yeah, I'm going to add just a thought to that is it actually helps me a lot because part of what happens with come follow me specifically is that I get a little bit overwhelmed by how much there is that we could potentially talk about. And so mm-hmm. I'm saying, oh, you know, Heavenly Father, what do you want me to like focus on? I, and there's just so much. And what I find <clears throat> is as I'm reading the scriptures in preparation for that, if I give myself permission 
to slow down and to really just kind of, then that the scriptures that stand out and teach me the most, that's where I choose to focus. And so it's almost like an instructive uh, process in your preparation to do that exercise yourself and really spend time like trying to unravel or find deeper meaning to in a previous podcast, we talked about, you know, asking questions about the scripture. What are all the questions that I could ask about this? And then like trying to find some of the answers to that. And I feel like I could do much better at that and do much better at making those scriptures that stand out to me, the guide rather than even mm -hmm. a topic, searching for the right topic to cover searching for the right scripture to cover. That's a really good point. Searching for the right scripture rather than the right topic. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really good point. Well, you wow. made it. Well, no, I didn't. I point. hadn't put it together quite like that, though. You just clarified it for me. So I just go blah and you clarify it. So I appreciate that. Well, thanks. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, high five. Yeah, right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um, I had one more point, but I don't remember what it is. So I think we're good. Thanks. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. And, and if you, oh, I do remember what it is. I'm, I'm not going to go there to the closing yet. Okay. Okay. So, and now I lost it. I just got so excited. I am all over the place. Sorry. Is this ADHD? Is this what ADHD is like? I, yes. Is it? I experienced I, it with my family that'll walk into a room and forget why they walked into the room and then walk back out of the room and then walk back into the room and then walk back out of the room. That's what it is, I'm sure. Okay, I'm just going to close. Even if I remember, it doesn't matter because I don't want to go through that again. Anyways, thank you everyone for <laughs> listening or watching. Please share, like, uh, and also if you would, tell us when it has it been most powerful for you in the comments of wherever, if you would share with us what have, what is the best teachings? What, what made it the best teachings? What made it the most powerful teachings for you? Because that may, I mean, this is certainly one way and certainly one way that uh, this teaching in the Savior's way talks about. You may, you may recognize that there are other things that we can add to this. I'd love to hear that as well that, to explore. Uh, but certainly I think focusing in on the scriptures has a big effect on making teaching powerful. So Absolutely. thanks everyone. Thank you, Julie. Thanks for going on this journey with me. I appreciate it. Loved take, it. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.